And welcome to Land Parties, episode 91 from the Las Vegas Review Journal. I am your host, Ryan Smith. And usually what I would say next is with me as always is Lucas Egan. But obviously you can see he is not here. Uh, he is he is handling some things right now. But we've got somebody just as just as awesome as Lucas. We are returning Katie Benz. The last time she was on here was episode 16. So way back when in the beginning times, absolutely. Katie, we are so glad to have you back on. How have you been, my friend? I've been great. I'm so happy to be back on. Thank you so much for having me. That's crazy. And what number is this? This is... This is episode 91. Whoa! That was a a long time ago. That was a while ago. Yes. That was like two years ago. Yeah, Almost, yeah. It was definitely towards like when we first started the show and stuff like that. So, and back then we had talked about uh, uh, Life is Strange before the storm. Now we get to talk about True Colors, Wavelengths. I'm so excited to get into it. Me too. Uh, But first, first, we've got some some other gaming news that we need to talk about. Uh, if If you have not heard about the Twitch leak, you have been living under a rock but uh, it happened, and I find it kind of ironic too because it happened that there. This was like the day after Facebook had their issues and whatnot, and they even put out like this little little tweet uh, about it, like, "Oh, Facebook's out of this and that." <laughs> I remember that, dude. They're like, "Look through your best Facebook memes," and then everybody was like, "Well, that didn't last very long. That this didn't age well. <laughs> it was just like, did yeah." Not- did not age well sure at Facebook's all. Just like, mm, who's talking now? Okay, Ex- who's talking now? And here's the crazy thing, too. Like, this was a major leak. I know a lot of there's been a lot of talk about like creators' earnings and things of that nature. I don't care. I already know. Like, they make a ton of money. We we should know that. You can see their sub counts, things of that nature. So we know that they're making a ton of money. More importantly, though, uh, part of this leak was the actual source code for Twitch which is, I think is absolutely huge. And being able Mm -hmm. to, you know, have that data. I mean, think about the other companies now that are out there that are either developing platforms to compete with Twitch or are already competing with Twitch. Now they got the the secret password. They can see that's the cheat code. Now I can see everything that you guys are doing on the back end, see what works for us. What can we implement within our system? And, and, you know, that is huge. And, And it blows me away that just... I don't know, like how how does something like this at at such a scale, uh, not only of the company but of the leak, you know, how does this happen? And we talked about this on the GameCast, uh, mm-hmm. Lex and Davis and I, and, and Lex had an interesting theory that she thinks that it was somebody from inside that did this. She was like, "There's," she was like, "It would have taken a ton of time uh, to be able to even get all that all that information." She was like, I think it's somebody from the inside uh, because there's no yeah. other reference to somebody like breaking in or or getting into their system and whatnot. So it's crazy to think that this is something. Now, if you do use Twitch, if you if you're a streamer, if you're a viewer, you should you know that a lot of you have another a lot of other accounts that are tied to it. So it's really important to go in. Uh, if you're a streamer, I think Twitch, they just push out a, a stream key update so everybody there's a four stream key update which is smart that way people can't access your channel you should go and and change your password for that as along with the things that are connected to it as well i know that a lot of people have paypal uh that are connected to it a lot of people have uh um 
you know, just other things. Uh, also on the screen, they show a lot of proprietary SDKs and internal AWS services uh, that are used by Twitch was also exposed. They have a possible unreleased Steam competitor codenamed Vapor that they were working on. And then the internal wow. red teaming tools. These are their these are their safety guards. And we were talking about it on stream and, and they were saying that like they're like that is that is their their Twitch their security. So like how do they move forward from such a breach like this? So not only is this information out there, but now you've got to go in and change these systems because they're compromised. They're all compromised. They got it's a lot crazy. of work out of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, how exactly? It sounds like all that information is probably from the inside, somebody from the inside. Like, I mean, exactly. Yeah. How do they get all that information? Who knows? Right. I don't know. Right. It's crazy. I, I, I don't know. It, I mean, that's huge. And I think that also shows, too, just the vulnerability of of some of these systems and the kind of information that we privy these companies to, you know, they I mean, they've got tax information, which means that they have social security numbers and this and that. I don't I don't even know, you know, what the complete extent of the breach was, what kind of information was being put out there. Now that the person that and they said it was a sole hacker. Uh, that did this as well. And and this person stated that they wanted to, they did this to essentially help out their competitors and, and make things more competitive. They were disgruntled towards uh, Twitch. And I, I thought this was just, you know, even the timing of this, you know, first you have the Facebook thing go down yeah. and, and all, and all that stuff. And then the very next day, Twitch is completely exposed in 4K. Hey, here, here is the makeup of Twitch. Here's the source code. Here's, here's their, their, uh, uh, their red team tools, uh, all the SDK stuff. It, it is, this is mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely mind blowing to me. Tell me, did you, did you go in and, and do any kind of changing or anything? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anything mm. that used the same password that my Twitch account had, I went in and changed. Um, and definitely change, make sure, change the password, make sure you have, you know, the, the two-step verification on as well. Uh, make sure this is a big thing too, which is kind of, it's kind of shit because to try and protect people from these hate raids, they mm-hmm. put out uh, a new, a new system in place where you can, um, sign in with your phone, like give your mm-hmm. phone number and then be allowed to ch- talk in people's chats. And like as a streamer, you can enable that to say that if you want to chat in my chat, you have to verify your phone number. Well, verifying mm-hmm. your phone number actually is not good security wise. So that just gives an extra step for hackers to get into your account. So it's actually not good to do that, um, to have uh, emails or sorry, to have uh, codes sent to your phone. That's not mm-hmm. good. So I actually went back in there after I enabled that so I could talk in somebody's chat because they had it enabled. I went and Mm -hmm. disabled that because that's not good security wise to have your phone um, uh, have access to your phone like that. So if you did that, go and undo it because it's not actually good security wise. Um, If you have two factors set up um, like through like Authy, which I have Mm -hmm. on my phone, I use that for Discord and Twitch. That's great. And that's totally fine. Um, or if you have it sent to an email, just make sure those emails are secure. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's scary. Cause of course you don't want, you know, your freaking account to be hacked and taken away for any reason. And of course you don't want people to find out any of your personal information. So it's really important to go in there and, uh, do an update. And honestly, we should be changing. What is it like every six months, maybe even less than that. Yep. We should, yep. but we never I'm think totally about guilty. it. I totally don't do I it. I never do it either. <laughs> I never do it either. So, you know, it's good to be smart and safe like that. 
Um, I need to look into um, like this the password manager, like getting a password manager. Mm-hmm. I think there's stuff online and I need to look into that. I think it's a, a lot safer that way too. But this yeah. day and age, it's it's so important to have something like that. You have so many different passwords for so yeah. many different things. It's like, it's impossible to actually just keep track of all that stuff. Oh, it uh, is. So, yeah. So having tools like that, password managers and things, uh, are are definitely definitely huge to have. I, I also found that it was interesting that because we talked about that on the GameCast, how you had just talked about them not doing anything about hate raids, and then all of a sudden they came out with the there there was the phone verification thing, and just kind of how we've almost <laughs> I feel like the the internet society almost it just has no patience. So it's like things like that take months to to mm-hmm. you know develop and 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 whatnot. But now you're even saying even that is not foolproof proof that's not a way and we were also thinking too that's got to have some sort of you know i would think some sort of negative um result or for the streamer there 100%. could be yeah exactly like there's well, some people that's like ah, i don't want to click the click this the extra button having and, and follower that. only mode on you know like mm-hmm. and people put follower only mode in because they don't want to be trolled they don't want they don't want that you know and i totally mm-hmm. understand it but it does deter people from hanging out because people don't want to follow right away. Maybe somebody wants to just chat and like vibe you out as a streamer. And so mm. unfortunately, you know, I think most of the people who are in follower only mode, they do it for a form of safety. So it sucks, you know, but then it's like, y- you always wonder, you know, if people have it in follower only mode just to get more followers. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but as a, as a streamer who, who raids other streamers after I'm done streaming, um, I don't raid very many follower only mode streamers and I feel I feel mm-hmm. bad about it because again I'm I'm sure they're in it, you know, they're in follower only mode as a safety uh mechanism, but it's just I don't want my viewers and my community to go in there and feel like they have to follow this person. Like I'm telling mm-hmm. them to follow this person so they can interact. So it's definitely uh doing that and the phone verification thing was even like crazier because that's I mean it took me it took me like four or five minutes to like figure it out and do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would just be like Nah, I'm good, you know. So right. it, it's interesting, but again, um, some of those streamers they value their safety, which is totally, totally valid, and um, over, over, you know, random people coming in and, and following. So they, it, yeah, I don't know. It just depends on how your stream is and 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 what's safe for you. Yeah, and I totally get that too. It's like I understand it from a safety precaution standpoint. Yeah. Just having that little extra barrier. A barrier yeah. can deter some people or deter some of that negativity from coming in. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 hard. It's it's a toss up as far yeah. as that. It's just you know I I feel like some people can do it and people understand. Other people they're gonna be like ah you know I'm not I'm not about it. I'm kind of in your boat too. When I see a follower only, I'm just like ah I'm good. <laughs> when I see a sub only, I'm like what are you doing? <laughs> what is that? What is that Earth? even? Yeah, yeah, I really don't. And it, it's usually <laughs> the people who have like. 15 people maybe 20 people yeah. like viewer wise and i'm like why are you in sub only what is what is happening right now you don't need to i don't understand i mean i'm sure right. they have a reason for it maybe i don't know but yeah i definitely i don't write over though to sub onlys i don't again i don't yeah. want my, my viewers to be like well this sucks what am i here for you know i'm not gonna yeah exactly this person. i don't know who they are yeah. Well, and, I, and that stuff's important too, because I think when you, especially when you when you raid somebody, you're kind of dropping your community off to this other person that you think yeah. they would enjoy as well, and mm-hmm. and you know, vice versa. So to have a negative experience, especially going from a raid, you're just kind of like, mm, I'm yeah. gonna be cautious next time Katie raids somebody because that yeah. last person was kind of trash. Oh my gosh, I 
Oh, it's happened a few times, you know, where you've got a bad raid and I just feel so bad about it. I truly do. I'm just I'm like apologizing in my discord about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know. I thought happened. everything was good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was going to be fine. Yeah. But we'll see how this goes. I, I feel like we've only seen the tip of the iceberg as far as with this leak and what kind of things are going to come from it. I imagine there's got to be some investi investigation going on to try to figure out where the breach originated from, where where that starting off point was, uh, because that's a lot of information. And then we'll see also here with time, I'm sure, what kind of impact that leak actually had uh say within competitors or if we start seeing little internal things that were unique to twitch that no longer is unique because it's out in the world now so <laughs> we'll see i'm definitely going to be following that one uh that's huge well hopefully hopefully nothing crazy all in all change your passwords if you use twitch uh change it stream to change your stream key if you you know change your your paypal anything that's connected to it just to be safe because you have no idea if that information is out there where it's where it's out there at and and who's got their grubby little hands on it so mm -hmm. um we'll we'll continue seeing how that goes um switching gears i did want to talk a little bit about new world i know i've talked with you guys just how engrossed i am in that game like i literally have played maybe a little bit of destiny since new world has come out so it's completely Whoa. i know and, and here's the thing i'm not an mmo player i've yeah. only played esos the only one that i've ever actually played i enjoyed it but then my friends moved on and it just wasn't a game that i felt comfortable playing alone it, it i have issues sometimes especially with these big open worlds I get lost and it feels so lonely and I'm just like, ah, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to move mm -hmm. on to something else. This I'm having an, an exact opposite response. Um, New world. I can play this game by myself. I've been playing it with friends. There's a Vegas, uh, there's a Vegas uh, company that was created. So there's a bunch of other people from Vegas uh, uh, that, that are in that company as well. So I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. The big issue for me so far with this game and we know that on launch day they had a problem with the servers they were getting i mean the one main server that i wanted to go on the queue i was like number eighteen thousand in the queue <laughs> it was i was like i'm never gonna get in i'm never gonna, never get gonna in. yeah so a lot of people had to opt to other servers some people even went and they they uh went to different regions and they started because oh, wow. they figured which was smart Hey, uh, I'm going to go to like to European server and during during my peak time that I'm going to play, it'll be downtime over there. So they don't have to worry about queue times and things of that nature. However, uh, they originally had said that they were going to basically give out these these uh server transfer coins so that you're able to then move your your character to a different server the same challenge still exists though and and that's my thing is that even though you're able to then swap but you still have to find a server where a bunch of your friends are there's it's going to be impossible to be able to play with all of your friends in the game because there's just no chance really of, you know, some people are in Australia or Europe or Japan, uh, wherever they are, Brazil, I don't know. And it's just going to be so hard to coordinate 
being able to actually get everybody into the same server, let there be room for that server. But we do know that we're going to get a free transfer token. So you can transfer to another server uh, at some point in time. We did find out that it was delayed. It has been delayed. They said this is uh, uh, directly from them. This is a Kotaku article. They said, during our testing, we uncovered some edge cases where the transfer experience does not meet our standards for its release. This means that we'll be taking some extra time to get these issues resolved before uh, we feel comfortable giving everyone their free server transfer token. Smart. I'm guessing what was happening was that they were probably like uh, wiping characters when they tried doing that. Can you imagine having a level 60 and mm. trying to transfer over and losing the character? Yeah. Oh my I God. would freak I, out. I would be like, I'm done. I'm not playing this game ever again. <laughs> That's it. I'm over. I don't want to play. It would turn into my Final Fantasy VII, basically. We're just like, oh, well, my brother erased uh, my game. I'm never going <gasps> to play it again. This happened years ago when we were kids. When we were kids. Yeah, oh, he got all, no. something happened with his. He got all mad. I was on like this three. Uh, I, I just never went back. That's why I'm yeah. really enjoying the remake now. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, all right, I get, to, I get to enjoy it all over. It's like yeah, I never can, played it. Yeah, it's like it's been so yeah. long since I played it. It's like yeah. a whole new game for me. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so and and then what we did find out as well as far as with these transfers and these tokens, these do not count for regional transfers. So if you did start a character, say in a European server, you cannot and will not ever be able to transfer that character, say to a US server. And that is a huge bummer. No matter what, you're going to end up having to I, and I say that I, I say you, uh, there's no way I can see myself doing this, but if you want to play or you do want to move that, or you just can't move that character at all, what you'll have to do is you'll have to start a brand new character and whatever server that, that you have friends on or, or whatever. So I kind of, I, I don't know how I feel about this server. And I think MMOs typically work that way i'm not 100 percent sure how that works exactly yeah, i've never played an mmo before so I yeah yeah no clue. right exactly no clue. I, I think that's kind of how i think it typically is server based like that it's just kind of a bummer that i can't play with all my friends at the same time or there's not an yeah. easy way to be able to do that i know there are people that have like there's one of my buddies has like three characters right now oh, and i'm God, just like i don't know how, that's so man. much chopping of yeah. wood and breaking <laughs> of stone <laughs> yeah because it takes a long time to build these characters it takes mm -hmm. a long long time in these kind of games it's a grind yeah it i mean it truly is a grind but it's fun and and i'm enjoying yeah. it the big test for me though especially with a game like this is always going to come down to the uh end game once i've hit that level cap then it's like, all right, that's when the game should really open up and be like, here's the real game, you know? Mm -hmm. So I haven't really, and I, and I don't plan on, I, I just want to experience that for myself. So I'm not doing any kind of like looking at other people's videos or anything like that, that I've hit that. Yeah. I just want to be able to experience it for myself. And, and mm -hmm. that will be the true test to me on whether I feel that this game, you know, is going to be able to, you know, if I'm going to stick with it, if I'm going to continue playing it, or if I'll end up just moving on, which I totally am, because I've got a ton of other games yeah. that I need to finish as well. But right now, this has gotten a lot, a lot of my attention. Mm -hmm. um, Katie, is this a game that I know you said you don't really play MMOs, 
Uh, but is this something that you would you would even think about just to try or if you I had mean, like a sure, bunch of friends of playing? Yeah, I mean, mm. looking, you know, at the playback and, and hearing my friends playing it and saying that they've been really enjoying it. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, it's just a matter of finding the time to play it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I don't really ever knock anything before I try it, you know, so um, and it looks pretty. It looks awesome. It looks uh, like I, I like the idea of being able to build a character up, too. Um, yeah. So definitely, if uh, I can find some time, I would I wouldn't mind playing this game. Yeah, I think it's a good uh, it's a good mix for MMOs. Again, I have limited experience. The only one I've played is ESO, so that's r- literally mm-hmm. all I can compare and what my experience of playing MMOs is or are. But I, I I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it so far. I feel like it's a game you can play with friends. There's dungeons. There's PvP aspects to it. Even though I don't know how you'll get cause like the way they have wars, like you have to sign up on a board and then like one person decides who's able to come in and participate in a war and who's not. Mm. Uh, yeah, no. So it sounds like a cool concept, but it also sounds like if you're not in with the cool club, you, don't you probably ain't going to be doing any wars anytime. Exactly. That what? You got to get <laughs> yeah, in with the I cool know. people. You got to get well, in with I'm the cool people. Well, I'm hoping too. I, I, you know, I bet what happens is that they end up addressing it and either doing like some sort of like maybe like a rotation or mm-hmm. something like that, just to give everybody the ability to be able to play or participate um, in something like that. Because that is to me also part of the end game is being able, you know, being a higher level and getting in these monster 50 on 50 battles yeah. uh, that are PVP. So that sounds fun. That does sound fun. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is so, and, and, and this is, I feel Amazon's real first successful game we know crucible failed uh terribly but you know i don't think that was really even their goal i think their goal was just to put out a game at first and be able to get when something out that? there crucible so crucible was like um yeah. oh what is the style it's it's almost like league it was almost like a hybrid league huh. uh where like you have these like different towers and stuff like that yeah. what are those games called uh mobas MOBAs, yes. So yeah. it's like a hybrid MOBA. It was almost like a, uh, it was like a hybrid MOBA. So they're like 3D characters and stuff like that. And they had different spots and things to go yeah. to. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. And yeah. that is such a hard genre to really, you know, that like good games like that, they have, it's been years and years of them building a roster, building mm-hmm. the lore, all these things. So I think it was really Amazon just trying to like, here here's a good attempt but this is the game that was really the main focus of all right let's make this game successful and i think so far they have done a great job yeah yeah absolutely so all right you know what let's take a quick commercial break and then we're coming back talking life is strange with katie friends we'll be right back y'all If you love listening to us here on Land Parties, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. 
So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team or game, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com join. And welcome back from that quick commercial break. Thank you so much for sticking around with us. But now for the best part of the episode, we get the jibber jab here with Katie. First things first, huge congratulations. We had we had that bombshell that that Life is Strange True Colors was coming out. Not only that, but then they were like, oh, yeah, but wait, we've also got wavelengths for you. Um I know that the community went absolutely nuts on this. What has the experience been so far and and has the feel reprising that role of stuff? It's been amazing. Um, it's, it's just been so, so amazing. And I'm just so happy that it's all out there. People can play the game now. I was happy when it was finally able to be announced back in March. Um, and now <laughs> we've finally, after six long months, now the game has been released and then uh, 10 days ago, Wavelengths was released. So everybody can now play it. And uh, the response of the the game, all the fans from the Life is Strange fandom, it's just phenomenal to see everybody enjoying this game and the characters and the topics, um, you know, on hand with what's going on in this game. Um, and yeah, I just really been enjoying seeing people having a fun time with it. Well, and I want I want to I want to ask you too. I know that the Life is Strange community it is a very passionate community, and and this the whole game series just speaks volumes to so many different people. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think? And and what has your interactions been with people since they've started playing? I know that you know we were kind of showing earlier that you've gone through both True Colors and uh, Wavelengths on stream. So mm-hmm. what kind of like reaction and 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 feelings were you getting for people? Uh, you know, while you were playing and the things that people have said to you. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh- Going back to um, just these characters and how people connect with these characters across the Life is Strange franchise, you've got, you know, you've got Liz 1, you've got Before the Storm, Liz 2, you have Captain Spirit, now you have Life is Strange, True Colors, and Wavelengths. So across all of the games in the franchise, there's a character somebody is going to relate to. That somebody's going to relate to it. Uh, with Liz too, you had a completely different story, you know, and uh, you have, it follows two two brothers. So, it's just so, so um, open to different people coming in and playing the games. And I think with with uh, True Colors, you have a game about empathy. And that is, if that doesn't speak to the Life is Strange community, I don't know what does. Because you have the first game, you know, um, deals with such hard-hitting topics. All of the games do. Um, but really hard-hitting topics from the beginning, um, back when Liz 1 aired. Um, and... You have people who feel greatly and and have gone through a lot of stuff and they care a lot about people and them themselves are empaths. And so to then bring out a game, I mean, it's just incredible. It's so smart on Tech Nine's side to bring out a game with a character whose superpower is empathy. Because mm-hmm. what better way to have the player who most likely is from the fandom and has played all these other games, put them inside the shoes of this character who is an empath. 
it's just beautifully done. And being able to play the game, I was me, you know, um, I being an actor and just being somebody who does care deeply about others. I was so it was so easy to get into Alex as a character and be able to experience her journey and to um, be able to use this power and not misuse the power. And so, yeah, my playthrough, it was uh, very emotional. I cried so much during the uh, the True Colors aspect of it. Um, mm -hmm. It was so, so good. And then to be able to play Wavelengths and to be able to see a character that I've been with since, you know, 2016 and to see her come all the way here and now she has a DLC. Like, it is so cool. And she's such an important character. She's such an important character, um, not only in the LGBTQIA plus community, but just in the type of person she is. Um, and we get to see her, you know, in Before the Storm, when you meet her uh, in Life is Strange Before the Storm. Um, she seems like such a cool, collected, you know, um, you know, she's she's proud about her sexuality. She's all these amazing things. But with any NPC, with anybody you run into, any stranger, there's more depth to that. And mm -hmm. with playing Wavelengths, you get to see that depth. You get to see how Before the Storm and Liz One and everything that's happened has affected Steph and how it's still with her, whatever your choice was in the original game. It's still with her. Um, and you get to see, you know, everything about her, how proud she is about um, being gay. And um, she helps she helps people with her words through uh, her her DJ, her DJing at the, the record stu studio. And she you know, gets to give people um, little fortunes. And it's just, it's just so good. And it's just filled with a bunch of different little games and, and things to do. So yeah, I don't know. It was awesome to play it. It was surreal uh, to be able to play Steph in her own DLC. I've just, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm just really thankful for the entire experience and for the opportunity that Deck Nine and Square Enix have given me. Did you, so was your, with your first playthrough of Wavelengths, was that the first time that you were getting the complete story or did you know yeah. the complete story? So that, so, okay, okay. Yeah, with video games, it's it's really different. <laughs> with video mm -hmm. games, especially with voiceover. So I did, uh, with Wavelengths and, and with True Colors, there were uh, scenes where we just did full performance capture and then there mm -hmm. were other little bits and pieces of VO. But with Wavelengths, there was a lot of VO with Wavelengths because you're sitting there in her DJ booth talking to people on on the uh, on the line, on the calls mm -hmm. and callers who call in. And so a lot of it was VO. Um, not a lot. Yeah, not too, too many cinematics. Um, so we we shot the first. I think I went out there three times maybe and shot the cinematics and then we just did the rest of it VO. But yeah, mm -hmm. you don't really know everything and you don't really know what they're going to keep you don't know what you know what's yeah. going to make it to the final form and so yeah with my experience of uh the the games that i've been in within the life is strange um franchise it's just kind of like yeah you see it all at the end product when you play the game um but i'm so happy with it it, it turned out amazing this the <laughs> there's some things that i don't even remember i don't remember saying because <laughs> you just get so many lines and it's just you read them a couple times and then they're gone and you just keep going through and the prep that uh, Webb, the performance director, you know, gives the actors is just phenomenal. He gets us in the headspace for each line that we have to uh, perform or mm -hmm. each scene we have to perform. And it's just incredible. Honestly, he is he is so good at his job and I cannot wait to see uh, the work that he produces later on. So and I wanted to ask that, too. I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of actors that are doing voice work. 
that, you know, they're just in a booth. They never get to interact with anybody else. You mentioned that you guys went in and actually were doing mocap work and stuff. Mm -hmm. So was it you working with people that you had worked with before in in the series and then also meeting some of the the new characters and and those actors? Like, what was that experience like? And and was that even uh, a thing or was it just you and like kind of like more isolated than anything? Yeah, so with True Colors, so Steph is the only returning character uh, from mm-hmm. from the franchise. Steph um, returned in True Colors. We do have a couple of cameos in Wavelengths, and that's just the voice of some returning characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but for True Colors, yeah, I got to do full performance capture. I got to work with Erica, who is the full performance actor for Alex, who is the main character, the protagonist. Um, I also got to work with three other actors. Um, and I think, and I got to, I got to meet cause we did like a table read. So I got to meet some of the other mm-hmm. actors one time. Uh, but yeah, I only was, I only worked with, yeah, four other people, four other actors, but right. mainly it was just Erica. Um, Eric who plays the other, um, love interest. We had some scenes together as well. Um, but yeah, it was mainly just Erica. And then for Wavelengths, it was just me. So we shot Wavelengths entirely during the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. so they, I drove into Colorado and went, I think I went there three times and we shot all the cinematic pieces for the game. It was me and then three other people on set and everybody mm-hmm. else was just virtually zoomed in. So we did everything we needed to do there. And then once we got that, then um, we did voiceover from my apartment in a little makeshift studio that they sent me all the stuff and all of the uh, the gear for that. So, yeah. And But it was cool. It was awesome being able to do full performance capture. Uh, I had never, I never even imagined myself ever doing that. It was something, it was so foreign to me. Uh, but quickly, you know, figured it all out. And uh, I look forward to the day that I, maybe get another opportunity to do motion capture or for full performance capture again. Cause it was, it was so cool. Um, yeah. it felt like I was on a film set or a TV set doing actual scenes, but we just have, you know, mocap, you know, things and objects <laughs> and Apple boxes around. So you kind of have to envision what you're seeing, but it's still nice to be able to fully perform the character instead mm-hmm. of just using your voice and then somebody else doing the mocap for it, you know, and trying to match it all up. I think that um, really creates a genuine, authentic performance in all of the characters you see in True Colors. Yeah, and and I, I feel like this is almost uh, almost like a fan service because I feel like there's a lot of people within the community that that connect with the character of Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen I've seen on your Twitter where people have gotten the tattoo uh, that are similar yeah. to what Steph. Had. Yeah, so like right? this, I mean, that should tell you everything about just yeah. how much this character. So. I don't know. What do you what do you think just having this one, you know, having wavelengths, what do you think that that meant to people for for more people to actually be able to dive into Steph's life and just have a centric game that's just talking about like, you know what, what is going on with Steph? What is she Mm -hmm. all about? I need to know. I think a lot of people really related to Steph, especially in the community, because she is, you know, uh, an out you know, she's proudly out about her sexuality. She's a lesbian and, you know, it's just, that's just it. She's a lesbian. Okay, cool. Let's go be, be my little DJ in the record store. Um, but you know, you find that out about her in the first game. And I think a lot of people latched on to her confidence about being out and being proud about it. Um, Mm -hmm. because in the first game and in before the storm, you have these characters who are tiptoeing around it, you know, like maybe they like each other. I don't know. Maybe it's a cute little, you know, girl friendship, who knows? But like a lot of people were like, no, like they're, they're gay, but there was never 
uh, uh, you know, a solid, oh, yes, these characters are gay. But then you get Steph mm -hmm. and you get to read in the journal that, oh, she's kissed girls. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh, this character is out. Wait, stop. She's and you know, she's she even asks about one of the characters, Rachel. She goes, oh, well, you know, I'm thinking about Rachel. Um, you know, so I think a lot of people latched onto that. And also, she's just a, she plays D&D. &D. She's a really cool character. Yeah. And I think that along with the fans, I think the devs, that's what's great about Deck Nine is that they are fans of these games. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, they enjoy these characters just as much as the fandom enjoys these characters. And I think that they all really love Steph as well and wanted to see her come back, too. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think the the fandom appreciates the representation um, that she represents in Wavelengths. Um, just just uh, and, and I think being able to have her as a bridge as well between the other games and this game, like mm -hmm. being able to have that connection, that's such a good thing that um, I think the narrative team did uh, because we don't want to lose that aesthetic. We don't want to lose, you know, how much we love the first games. We want to just kind of mm -hmm. build this entire world of the Life is Strange franchise. And I think they've done such a great job at that. They really have. They really have. And it, it, I think it shows in the love that you see from the community and just how much these characters, these stories, these games really, you know, they're able to connect in some way. Uh, it, not only that, but then they, they tell fabulous. I still haven't played them. I know that like, I, I, I have them. I have, I, I have Life is Strange and I have Before the Storm. Mm -hmm. So I need to I need to play through through uh, the first two and then kind of move on from there. But this is a series. This is like specifically I don't typically watch people play it because yeah. I want to be able to experience. Yeah. yeah. And I know and it's I, good. I, I'm not go biased, ahead. but you yes, you should play them. <laughs> you really should because they are really, really great games. And like, oh, man, True Colors, I'm telling you, just as a player playing the game oh, made me mm -hmm. feel so many feels and things and even playing Steph's story like and stepping out and just dis disconnecting myself as the actor and just playing mm -hmm. it as the player like it was it, it just sent me somewhere you know and it made me feel so many different things about my own personal life and I I think uh, a lot of people feel that same way about these about true colors and wavelengths yeah Looking inward at yourself yeah absolutely and I, you know i wanted to ask too i know that in previous games they've released them they're they've been episodic correct they, yeah. they, they would come out in episodes mm -hmm. but this one is true colors is a complete all five episodes there and yep. then and then boom they're like not only that but let us hit you with that wavelengths uh here like a month after that release mm -hmm. and and whatnot how do you think as far as releasing like that, do you think that was that has been beneficial? I know the the uh, I don't know if you've heard from any community members as far as what their thoughts are on that releasing it all in one chunk as opposed yeah. to episodes. Uh, and and I kind of want to know what your thoughts are as far as with that, uh, just yeah. kind of that switch up. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, I think they wanted to, to change it up. I don't know, you know, for certain their idea behind it all. Uh, mm -hmm. I do know that in the previous games, uh, it took like three months sometimes, sometimes mm -hmm. even four months for a game to come out. And uh, the the community, the viewers, the fans were not happy about that. So that could have been a reason why they changed it. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that the way they did it this time is awesome. They, you have a choice, you know, and they break it up in chapters. So there are five chapters. So okay. yeah, so they end and then they go to your stats. So the choices you've made. 
So you have a choice. You can, if you don't want to play it for three months, you can just walk away from it and you can have that same uh, experience you had with the previous Life is Strange games if you want. But most likely you're probably going to play it again. I think that there is a sense when you have episodic, I think there's a sense of just like being excited to continue playing the story and it hasn't ended yet, you know? So you could, you know, have these episodes. I think Life is Strange 2, like it took like a year for everything to come out. Truthfully, I think it took like a year for all five. Oh, wow. I think five episodes. Yeah. So some people on one hand were like, oh, this is great because it drags on. And like, you know, I never want the series to end. But some other people (laughs) were like, oh, my gosh, I just want to play the game. So, you know. You're going to have people on both ends not being happy. You're never going to please anybody. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know? Um, but I think what they did here is great. You've given them the choice. It's not a full game without any breaks. So you have that option to, to you know, wait it out if you don't want to go into the next chapter right away. And I guess, you know, now that you've finished them, it, without this is spoiler free, by the way, what are your thoughts as far as moving forward? Do you see the series you know, taking a different turn, maybe introducing some some uh, a new character, some old, bringing some old characters back. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on on moving yeah. forward, especially after you've, you know, you finish these games? Do you see, yeah. you know, this going, or is this more of a hey, let's wrap it up with a bow and and? Oh man, and- I don't. I mean, I would think that would be silly if they wrapped it up and just <laughs> send it away. Like what? No. Uh, you know, they've they've set themselves up to this could be endless, you know, and I'm, exci- mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see what they do next. I love these games. And again, I'm not, I, I try so hard not to be biased about them. I truly do love these games. You know, you have all of these different powers and all of these different characters and they could really do anything. You know, they could create mm-hmm. a completely new character and, and a new power. The idea is that all of these, these people and all these, these powers are in the same universe and right. you know that's why like Steph is a great bridge to that because um she connects she connects it so you can see okay this is the same universe Steph is here um mm-hmm. which is awesome so yeah I have no idea what they're gonna do and if they are gonna do more stuff I hope they do um because I think that it's gonna be amazing and also just the technology I mean you can see the technology we've used with the full performance capture and in true colors I mean oh mm-hmm. my gosh like I can't imagine what you know the next the next thing they do is going to look like um, because this is just so good. So good. It's yeah. I think you made a good point too, with, with Steph kind of being that constant, that bridge between these worlds and seeing maybe we do get some of these characters that end up running into each other at some yeah. point in time down the road in a future game. I think that would be amazing, but you're right. The, the stories, the, the lore, everything that they've built here, this universe is not something I think is going to go any away anytime mm-hmm. soon. I think that they can continue building new stories off of this and, and, and getting even crazier with yeah, it. And yeah, and keeping yeah. it new and fresh, um, which I think, yeah, is is just awesome. Yeah, and I love the fact that there's, a, I mean, of course, because I'm a, I'm totally sci-fi, I love that stuff. So yeah. the fact that, that there's, it's, it's real people, it's real situations and, and problems, but then you have this unique mechanic of, oh, but there's this, somebody that has this power, this ability to be able to do something. And then you start seeing these different perspectives that in, in real life you wouldn't be able to explore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's su- it really is such a great series. Uh, Katie, again, 
Thank you so much for coming on. Thank uh, you for having me. I absolutely. It. I, I'm so excited. I remember I remember when you said something and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going down uh, to visit family. And we found out those were lies. She was I know. And you, and you were right on me about it. You're like, you lied. I can't believe you. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> absolutely. I love it. Again, thank you so much. Katie, where can we find you? Uh, your your Twitch, your, your oh. Twitters, all that good stuff. Lay it on. Yeah, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Katie You can find me uh, Twitter at Katie as well. And then Instagram at Katie official. So I'm the most active on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love it. Thank you again, my friend, for being on the show. We appreciate it. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> All right. Yo, so usually this is the part where Lucas and I talk about what we're going to do, but he, this weekend, he's not here. You already know I'm going to be on that new world. I may, I have to get to Metal Gear Solid 5 because even though he's not here, I still have four uh, missions left for that game and the charity stream is coming up next month. I've said I'm already going to donate though. This is more about my pride. So <laughs> we'll see if we can get it done. I'm going to try. I'm going to try really hard. I'm going to continue my playthrough of In Sound Mind. Uh, really enjoying that. That's a psychological thriller uh, that we started playing here last Thursday. So I'm enjoying that. But Regardless, we hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Don't forget, check us out on the tweeters at Land Parties Pods, at Lucas Egan, or at Smitty2447. Uh, we hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And you know what it is. We love your faces. 